In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Atlanta's best Braves insider, the host of the Braves pregame show, and our go-to source for everything happening in the clubhouse. There's a strike. A frozen rope to center. Beautiful Peggy Gatto. Are you kidding me? This is the Frozen Rope Report with Kevin McAlpin. Kicking off week two of our Brave Spring training coverage here on The Fan. I'm Kevin McAlpin. This is the Frozen Rope Report. Start of a new week as well. It is Monday, February 19th, 2024. Glad to have you with us as pitchers and catchers. And now most of the full squad has already reported to spring training in Northport. We'll talk about some of the early storylines, some of the conversations that have been had, and some of the uh, big uh, news, eye-popping news that has come out of camp. We'll get to that coming up in a few moments. Later on, we're going to hear from Alex Anthopoulos. As late last week, he had a chance to join the fellas in the locker room. We'll replay that conversation if you missed any of it. And of course, as always, we'll take a look at this date in baseball history, brought to you by our friends at Homage, vintage sports apparel. Visit them online today, like I did last week, at homage.com, H-O-M-A-G-E.com. Big thanks to Kevin and the crew over there at Homage. They have outfitted not only myself, but the remainder of the coaching staff as uh, Max and the boys over at Eastside Baseball kicking off the spring session in a couple of weeks, and we're going to be the best-looking staff, coaching staff, in the game. I can promise you that. They hooked us up with some Bo Jackson T-shirts, as we are the Royals. We're also getting some shorts as well. And if you want to outfit maybe your team's coaching staff, check them out today, homage.com, H-O-M-A-G-E.com. More on them coming up in just a little while. Also, uh, if you are hitting the road for winter break like we are later on today, that's right, we are headed down to see the mouse in Orlando. And uh, if you want the most comfortable shoes on the market, dtfootwear.com is the place for you to go whether you're looking for wide-width shoes, uh, bigger-size shoes, the most comfortable shoes you will find. Maybe you just want something to lounge around the house, or maybe you're uh, gearing up for Alta Spring Tennis. Uh, DTFootwear.com is the place to go. Big thanks to Ron, Ryan, and their staff over there for being part of the Frozen Rope Report here in 2024. As I mentioned, it is week two for the Braves in Northport, and like they've done traditionally, most times what you've seen with this Braves ball club is uh, when the pitchers and catchers show up about three quarters of the rest of the roster is already there this is a team that has said it in a number of different interviews it's world series or bust this year folks while a seventh consecutive division title would be great and yeah of course that is step one in hopefully a long journey through the season and through october just getting there is is certainly not good enough anymore the braves feel like they've let a couple of opportunities slip by over the last few years aj minter said that's our mindset coming in it is world series or bust anything less 
is going to be a disappointment. And why shouldn't it be for a team that has won 100-plus games in each of the last two years? I thought it was really interesting uh, that uh, some of the other news that's come out of camp, uh, most notably Ronald Acuna Jr., saying he wants to be a Brave for his entire career. Now, some folks interpreted that as, well, what, is he going to hold out? Hold out of what? He's got five years left on his t- on his contract. He's not holding out of anything. I can promise you that. Uh, so let's get that narrative out of the way first and foremost. There's no holding out going on. Matter of fact, Ronald was one of a number of players who were early arrivals to Brave Spring Training. Now, was he trying to put a bug in the ear of the front office and maybe trying to get his contract extended? Maybe. Uh, was he just simply saying that he wants to be a Brave for his whole career, which we know is very rare? Um, I think it's more that than anything, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know that he's uh, putting any messages out there that if I don't get a new contract, spring training 2026, come hell or high water, I'm not coming. Uh, Like I said, if anything, yeah, now look, we can all agree. Ronald is one of the most vastly underpaid uh, in the game right now. It's a team-friendly deal. There's no doubt about it. But it's also a very, very good deal for Ronald signing that deal when he was, what, 21, 22 years old to get $100 million guaranteed. So uh, I don't think Ronald is is insinuating that uh, there's going to be bad blood if he doesn't get a new deal. I kind of like the fact he's saying that. Look, he's getting a little bit older. What is he? The ripe old age of 25 now, you know? Uh, so, uh, you know, he's still very, very young. Uh, but I think him saying he wants to be here for his whole career and not already starting to say, well, what happens in a couple of years when you get to free agency? I think that's good to hear from a guy like Ronald. So I'm not reading it like some are, and I don't think that's how Ronald wanted it portrayed. I think it was just a simple question was asked of him in the clubhouse, you know, about his long-term future. And with everything he's accomplished, a rookie of the year, a World Series champion, an MVP, a unanimous MVP, and certainly an opportunity to win a couple of more of those uh, accolades and awards along the way, uh, I think he's just simply answering the question that, yeah, he wants to be a Brave for his entire career. So I'm not reading into it like some people are. Maybe you interpret it different, and that's okay. We all see things and read things differently. Um, you know, again, I, I don't know what, what Ronald was trying to put in the universe. I don't think there's any bad blood, and again, I don't think there's any holdouts coming anytime soon. Remember, he did sign the contract under his own free will. So uh, holding out, uh, I don't think uh, it makes <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense. Like I said, him and, and most of the team were among the early arrivals. Uh, report day is the 20th. So tomorrow is when guys have to be there. Uh, but I got a feeling that uh, between Sunday afternoon and uh, the rest of the day today, Monday, you're going to have you know 99% of the team already there. Now, what we've heard, some of the rumblings out of camp, is that Chris Sale bullpens are must-see TV. Brian Snitker has said that, yeah, you got to get down there and watch it his stuff looks really really good and boy is that a great start to spring training for a guy who I know some fans this offseason said well what are you getting a guy like sale for he's injury prone and is he too old and did you overpay I think that's great sign uh, that he's in a good place going into camp heck he said as much on the zoom call you heard on this podcast about a month ago that he had a normal offseason he's got some unfinished business he's got a little chip on his shoulder whatever you want to say um, I'm really excited about Chris sale and again so far I think he's been really uh, impressing a lot of folks that have had a chance to lay eyes on him down there in Northport. Also, speaking of pitchers, Ronaldo Lopez thought this was rather interesting. They're, they're going to continue to stretch him out as a starter. They have not closed the book on him, uh, you know, strictly being a reliever. Now, again, you can have the school of thought. Would you rather have him once every five days or would you rather have him three out of seven days? For me, I would love to see him in the bullpen. I know how dominant he can be, but obviously the Braves have seen something and they like something about him being a starter. Now, will he be a starter all year? 
Is he a starter for the first couple of months? Do you then slide somebody else into that spot? Do you give a Hurston Waldrop, an A.J. Smith-Shaver, a Bryce Elder, a little bit more time, a little more seasoning? I don't know how much more seasoning a guy like Elder would need, but some of those younger guys could certainly benefit from that. So we'll see how the Braves decide to play this one out. But ultimately, I do think it's interesting that they are going to continue to stretch him out as a starter. Uh, He's got dominant stuff. He's got velocity, no doubt about it. So uh, maybe that's what they're looking for. Give him a couple of good months, and then maybe you slide him into the pen when one of those other guys shows that they're ready. What about a six-man rotation? Could that be in play? I don't know that it's on the table as of yet, uh, but I do think that if Sale stays healthy and if you've got some guys that are really going well, maybe you do entertain that idea. Remember, you've got a 40-year-old Charlie Morton. You've got an injury uh, you know, prone over the last couple of years, Chris Sale. Do you want to go with a six-man staff to maybe limit some of the workload on some of the uh, the veteran guys in the rotation? That could be in play. We'll see. I haven't talked to anybody about it, but who knows? Maybe that's a scenario the Braves look to address at some point down the road as well. So Lopez will continue to be stretched out as a starter. Looks like he's about 25, 30 pitches now. And here we are with a week to go until game start. They start on Saturday. Um, That's a good spot to be in that you're already, you know, your first time out there, you'll be 30 to 40 pitches your first uh, go round. So that's a, that's a good spot for Ronaldo Lopez. And again, will he remain in the rotation long-term? Is he go to the pen where he's been so dominant? We'll see how that all plays itself out. Speaking of the bullpen, Tyler Matson, we had a chance to uh, play his interview a couple of weeks ago on this podcast from our conversation back at Braves Fest. Now he has been medically cleared, but he's not ruling out the fact that he might start the season on the injured list. He may need some rehab appearances just to get himself fully back to where he needs to be. Remember, he's about 16 months removed from the Tommy John surgery. This is about that sweet spot where guys really come back and, and can be effective once again. But really, let's be honest, would you rather have Tyler Matzik uh, in the seventh inning of a game on April the 15th, or would you rather see him uh, having another one of those moments in October? For me, I would opt for later in the year. So if he does start on the IL, that would open up the spot for somebody else, and we'll see how if, you know, if that all uh, comes to fruition. But again, no injury concern when it comes to Matzik. It's just a situation where you know, he might not be uh, starting the season on the active roster. Doesn't mean we wouldn't see him at some point in the first month of the season. So that's some of the early storylines. And again, uh, I think Jared Kelnick, his name has popped up quite a bit. Sounds like he's really fitting in well uh, with the, uh, the core of offensive guys that are there. And like I said, I'm sure at some point someone's going to pull him aside and just go, look, we don't need you hitting 30 bombs. It'd be great if you did. We don't need it, though. We need you to hit. 10 to 15, we need you to play great defense in left field and let us do the rest of of the heavy lifting offensively. Uh, Austin Riley, his swing looks good. Saw some videos a couple of days ago that the Braves put out on social media. So it looks like everyone's in a really good spot. And I think that there's a really um, strict common thread and common focus among everybody in that camp that this, this truly is World Series or bust. Anything less will be unsatisfactory for this group. So hopefully uh, we're gearing up for a a seven-and-a-half, eight-month run uh, deep through October and maybe into early November here in 2024. All right, well, one guy who is certainly keeping his sights set on not only the present but the future as well is the boss man, Alex Anthopoulos. He was kind enough to spend time with the locker room late last week, and we will bring you that conversation as we continue on the Frozen Rope Report for your Monday morning, February 19th, 2024, right after this here on the Braves Radio Network. Follow the podcast Spark on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park.
Hey folks, K-Mac here, and if you're struggling to find shoes that fit right, well, I got some great news for you. Head over to DTFootwear.com. It's your go-to for wide-width shoes. With sizes from narrow all the way up to 14E for both men and women, DT Footwear ensures a comfortable fit for every foot, which is especially beneficial for those with foot conditions like plantar fasciitis. Plus, their shoes come with up to three free inserts for unmatched comfort. Check out this quick highlight from a satisfied customer. Lisa says, after chatting with Ron about my father's needs, I ordered three pairs of shoes. Their customer service and expertise were impressive. And speaking from experience, I can tell you Ron, Ryan, their entire crew at DT Footwear, they're going to take very, very good care of you. How good? Well, listen to this. How about free shipping and $15 off your first order using the code FROZEN, like as in the Frozen Rope Report, the show you're listening to right now. $15 off your first order you're going to get free shipping as well so step up to the plate at dtfootwear.com where comfort meets quality get your discount and let your feet enjoy the game as much as you do that's dtfootwear.com and feel the difference today follow the podcast park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows find us on twitter instagram and facebook at the podcast park Back on a Monday morning, it is February 19th, 2024, week two of Pitchers and Catchers. Full squad reporting to Northport tomorrow and the first spring training game, folks, coming up this Saturday. That's right, the dulcet tones of the great Ben Ingram back on your radio. And don't forget, Nick and Chris live in Northport all this week, so they'll be bringing you tons of great interviews and content. Your favorite Braves players, coaches, executives, and more will join the boys, so make sure you're tuned in 11 to 2 every single day. And big thanks to uh, Nick and Chris for holding down the fort for me on the clubhouse report this Wednesday as uh, I will be down in Orlando former home of the Braves uh, former spring training site as I'll be down there seeing the mouse and uh, taking the kids down there for Max I think this is his fifth or sixth time going to Disney as uh, of course we got there every year when the Braves trained there Uh, had had some great uh, connections with the parks but this will be my daughter Mia's first time going three years old we've already packed the uh, Elsa costume for when she meets some of the princesses Uh, and of course she is stoked to meet all the characters as well so excited about that and big thanks to the guys for holding down the fort and covering me this Wednesday on the Braves Clubhouse Report well one guy who's been holding down the fort and doing one hell of a job of it for the Braves over the last what five six years has been the president of baseball operations and general manager Alex Anthopoulos and late last week he got up bright and early with the boys in the locker room and had a chance to reflect on not only a busy offseason but all things spring training 2024 and here's that conversation in the event you missed it when we have people who have have the title of president, a title of general manager, and a guy who's a guy's guy. We talked to him a few weeks ago at Braves Fest, so grateful for his time, and we're grateful for his time today. As we get started, pitchers and catchers have reported to Northport, Florida, as we get ready for the start of spring training, which starts off baseball in 2024 for our Atlanta Braves. And joining us right now to help us get started is president of baseball operations and general manager for our Atlanta Braves, Alex Anthopoulos, joining us here in the locker room on the fan 680-93.7 FM. Alex, good morning. I know you have to be happy as this is the starting line for everything that is to come in 2024. Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm down in Florida. It's great, and I, I know we're going to get into brave stuff, and I'm happy to do it. I just, you know, like I told you, home team and, and John, when I saw you guys at Braves Fest, you know, we, we know me, me and the kids, we have you guys on in, in the mornings when, we, uh, when I drive to school, and we actually, you know, we were listening to you guys a few, a few days ago, and we actually had this conversation. So 
I'm just going to ask a question. I come in peace. Mm-hmm. I'm going to duck after I, I say it. <laughs> but you got to remember, I'm not from Atlanta, and I wasn't here. But this is more for Finn, right? So you guys are crushing Kyle Shanahan. 100%. And I get it. A little bit, right? <laughs> but I'm trying to understand one, one part of this. Mm-hmm. 28 to 3. The emphasis was 3. Why does no one talk about the defensive side of the ball? Why does no one talk about the head coach? And I'm saying this respectfully. Like, I, even there's articles in the, in the AJC killing Kyle Shanahan. Like, why is this guy such a pariah in Atlanta when it's not just the offensive side of the ball that struggled? And, you know, Finn, the reason I'm so curious is because you played on that team. You're an offensive player. You know what the offensive coordinator does. Help me understand why it's all his fault. Well, in the end, when you have an opportunity to run the ball three times from the 22-yard line and, and get yourself back to a double-digit lead, it's just devastating when that doesn't happen. Uh, Dan Quinn is also at fault, but not as uh, talked about as much in such a negative light because I think he's a kind of a goofy, slogan, slogany guy mm-hmm. um, is one reason. Shannon and I, Shannon and I had a little beef uh, years <laughs> ago when I mentioned something about him on the air, he wasn't too fond of him, and he was probably in the right there. Um, there's there's a lot that goes on there, and and you're you're right. And I honestly, I did a, a little joke the other day, and I said I'd like to apologize to Kyle Shanahan and everybody else for absolutely nothing. Um, I was joking because deep down, as I was driving home, listening to the the hatred that was going, I felt a certain way about it because it's devastating to be in the situation he's in and has been in three different times, and not to be able to come away with a title. But I think sometimes, Alex, the way you carry yourself. The way you act, the things you say, he just he just came off as kind of an easier target with the uh-huh. smugness and uh, I'm always right kind of that's attitude. That's fair. What about the defensive? That, that's totally 100%. fair. Okay, so three points, 28. If you went into that Super Bowl thinking, okay, we're going to score 28 points, you're happy with the offensive coordinator. Three points at the half. No one ever talks about defense. And I know we're not, I'm not going to belabor this, but I just was like, no. yeah. and I see I see articles and everyone yeah. talks about Kyle Shannon. I'm like, why does it, no one talks about the defensive side of the ball and why do they get off the hook? Alex, That's my I, only thing, but I'm good. So yeah. I'll, I'll answer that side. The defense was bad all year. Um, and remember, Dan Quinn had actually taken over play calling duties about halfway through from Richard Smith. So I think we expected in that game to give up some points. You obviously hate the way that it ended, giving up a couple of touchdown drives late and two-point conversions, and then in overtime, giving it up. Um, But I think it's all what Finn had to say. And then for me personally, being the sideline reporter at the time, I was kind of counting like, oh, my goodness, I might actually get a Super Bowl ring. How cool is this going to be? And now I have to live with a wife who is a Saints fan who (laughs) rubs it in Anytime we're watching football, and it just kind of harkens me back to Kyle Shanahan not running it's not the ball. It's not fair, Alex. I it's think not. you're right. Um, the guy no, no, is. Wait, let me ask, can I ask you guys one more thing, then? Yeah. So, and I know you're saying run the ball three times, and I, again, I don't understand how it works in the NFL to coach. Does the head coach have final say? Like when the when the play's coming through the headset, run three times, and or is the head coach supposed to? Hey, I'm not the offensive coordinator. I'm hands no. off. I let him do his thing. A hundred percent full say. Yes. If you're a head coach in an NFL football so team, you could pull rank right in that moment and say no. That is a failure when you do not commandeer the headsets and things that should be right are not right. And from my perspective, Double A, I think you just heard two very mature and very grown men answers. I am emotional when it comes to these teams at times, sometimes to a fault. But I will tell you, my opinion of the Kyle Shanahan fiasco is just like we saw unfold against Kansas City and just like we saw unfold against Tom Brady, when you have two boogeymen 
on the other side of you as an opponent, there is no room for error at the moment of truth. And when you have the chance to put them away, the one mistake to leave the You're, door open can cause listen, disaster. I almost want to go back. I'm never going to do it because it hurts too bad to watch that second half on the defensive side oh of the ball. God. You can't. I was in the right. building watching it live and in person, and I couldn't believe it when it was happening. To let them go down the field and score two touchdowns and two-point conversion, two two-point conversions, is unheard of. The catch Julian Edwin makes oh, over yeah. the middle off his head and somebody else's legs sitting there was insane. So there's a lot of things that happen, and the Tom Brady factor is a huge part of it as well. So um, it, no, it, I'm, we, I'm good. I appreciate yeah. I know I wasn't on the talk Falcons, <laughs> but we were talking about with the kids, and we were like, yeah. hey, like, but they gave up. They were, you know, they gave up all these points. Why is, they were up? They give up a ton of points after the three points. Why does that? But I totally get it. But bottom line is the head coach does have final say. That's right. Absolutely. He you know, I'm a big just who's accountable when it's all said and done. You know, who's got I, – I tell Snit all the time, hey, you know, when you're done, you got to go face the media. Like, you got to do what you believe is right because I don't have to go answer the questions you do. So – I will switch over to Braves. I know you guys want me to kill about five minutes well, doing just, this. So yeah, just, no, it's just fine. It's fine. the passion, and that goes to the authenticity we we're talking about after we talked to you at Braves Fest. Just tell the kids, you know, we want Raheem Morris to do it a little differently. I think that's all we want <laughs> yeah. from everybody in town. Uh, do you uh, keep abreast of social media? AJ Minter and John, and we talked about it at Braves Fest, and uh, you were very honest and upfront about that. But AJ Minter, now on the record, where he uses the term World Series or bust. Did you see that yesterday i believe sarah k spencer asked the question it was all over social media did you see that and what do you think about that as an attitude and as a quote from a veteran coming from someone on your team you know yeah so i i saw it and you know i know strider as well and you know the first thing i thought about was um you know there was a phil jackson quote i found a few days ago a week ago and i sent it to submit as well and it's basically to the effect of like speeches don't motivate players motivated players make great teams, you know, and that's, and when you, and I, I started thinking about our roster and players and I think about it all the time. Like, you know, do we have those kind of guys and so on? And I just view that as we have a bunch of really motivated players and, you know, getting to know those guys, I view it as a good thing, right? I don't necessarily, I just can't let myself get that far ahead. I can't assume playoffs and all those things, but whatever fuel these guys want to use, the fact that they're, they're not, you know, satisfied with making the postseason and so on. And, they're looking at things that way. Fantastic. You know, like my view is the one time it got away from me where I started thinking ahead to playoffs and you know, winning in the playoffs was the 2020 offseason after we lost in game seven. And I went through, you know, the building of the roster, roster construction is everything was about playoffs, playoffs, assuming we were going to end up getting there. And we almost got burnt, right? We definitely had some luck and some guys were available at the deadline in 21. And obviously it worked out. But I, I swore to myself I'm never going to look that far ahead. I'm, I very much stay in, in the moment. I never want to just assume the playoffs. But I, I like it. I like that these guys have a chip. I like that they're, they're, they're motivated. They're driven. I think it's a great sign. We're talking to Braves president and GM Alex Anthopoulos. He joins us inside the locker room on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Can you give us a quick update on a couple of the guys down there in spring training, Ian Anderson and Tyler Matzik, and how they're progressing from their um, Tommy Johns? Yeah, so they're they're both here. Um, you know, Ian Anderson is not going to – obviously, he's going to start the year on, on the IL. Right now, he's still so far out. But his – you know, you map it out over the course of the year. He's scheduled, assuming everything continues to go well, that he'll start a rehab assignment in June. Mm-hmm. That That's normally about a month. So we're hoping he's back sometime in July, assuming no setbacks or he doesn't need any extra rest. Tyler's here. He's full go. 
and uh, we'll see how, how he looks. But obviously, has not you know even his rehab, he never got in games or did any of those things. So we'll see where he's at with his arm strength and trying to build up and so on. But you know, he's definitely in, in a great place and. Um, you know, it's nice that we have six weeks here to continue to see him and make sure that we build him up correctly. I love it. Talk a little bit about what we're getting in a guy, Jared Kalanick, uh, from the Mariners. I haven't watched much Mariners baseball in my lifetime. Uh, just let the fans know what we're getting in a guy like that in left field. Yeah, look, he's he's young. He's got upside, highly touted prospect. He's got big raw power. It doesn't mean we're you know we're expecting him to hit a ton of home runs, but it's certainly in there. I mean, did you see some of the highlights? Last year, he can hit, hit the ball a long way. He's got some swing and miss to, to his game. Um, but, again, he's still young, and we think that still can improve. But, you know, the biggest thing is he's, he could be a very good defender in, in the corner. Um, he's got great tools. He can run. He can throw. Uh, he's got power. So, you know, look, he hasn't been able to put it together yet at the big league level over the course of the full season. He's had spurts, and when it's been good, it's been tremendous. And the question is, you know, can we get that over six months rather than six weeks? And I think this will be the right place, the right environment. No pressure, no expectations. We have eight all-stars. And he just can be at the bottom of the lineup wherever Smith decides to plug him in and uh, give him an opportunity and hopefully have a great year for us. President of Baseball Operations and General Manager for our Atlanta Braves, Alex Anthopoulos, joining us here in the locker room via the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a play on words, but investment and gamble. How do you reconcile the two when you talk about Chris Sale. If this guy pays off, you have gotten somebody who is a bona fide lights-out machine, but he is coming off of a situation where he's had some injury. How do you um, juxtapose the two when you talk about what he potentially could be and what could be an issue if it doesn't work out? Yeah, I mean, look, there's no, you know, there's a reason guys are available at times, right? The team's either rebuilding, guys had a bunch of injury stuff, guy hasn't performed um, and you're normally not getting these guys when they're at the top, right? They're normally, they're not available or, you know, teams are, com so you have to look for opportunities and sometimes it works, sometimes it won't work. But I think the biggest thing is, and again, we've been talking about Chris Sale for the last year. Um, I've, you know, as I've gotten older and the longer I do this job, I obsess more about the, the person and the human and what they bring and who they are. And I'm a huge believer that players make other guys better. I just look, have, we have a great staff, Snit, the coaches that are great, right? But, you know, there's only so far that can go. Just like you might have someone at school that, you know, is a great, you know, can really teach well. But having peers and go about it the right way and do it the right way. And we have so many young arms here. How competitive he is, how accountable he is. You see, like, some of his interviews in the past. Um, no excuses. Gamer, competitor. And look, the ability, we think, is still phenomenal. And, yes, he's had a lot of injury stuff, but... Once he got past the Tommy John, a lot of them were just some freak things. He gets a comeback or hits him in the hand, falls off his bike, ends up hurting his wrist. And all these yeah. different things, and I, I get it. It did happen. But prior to that, this was a durable guy that took the ball and was able to post. And we think it was a blip. We think he's finally healthy and ready to go, having a normal offseason. And I think what he's going to do for the, all the young guys we have with him and Charlie Morton, it's hard to quantify, but I'm a big, big believer that when guys look, 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 uh, back down the road, the impact that the Mortons will have had in their career and Sale will have in their career, the way they go about it, I think will be huge. You said something interesting in there that I, I was just thinking about. Like you talked about seeing him in a presser, post game presser, no excuses. Is that something you just remember from watching him do the presser, or is that something you go back and look at as a GM? You know, whenever we're um, we're looking into players, right? You're talking a, a lot of times. It'll be former teammates. 
um, trainers, coaches, clubhouse guys. Um, and you're basically, you're lo- looking for a reason to kill them, right? Like mm-hmm. what's wrong, this and that. And then the more work we did on them, it wasn't, you no, know, it's really more pass fail, right? If it's a pass, you know, you're going to go ahead and try to acquire the player. But then when you start finding stuff that this guy is an awesome teammate and what he does and how he goes about it, um, then you start to dig a little bit more. So, you know, you're trying to look, you're pulling stuff online, you're pulling stuff internally that you have, um, but everybody we talked to, we have some people that, you know, were around him as, as players, people were around him as a, as a coach. Um, and the way they talked about this guy, one of the best teammates they've ever had. Like, and we, call, we talked to so many different people, and the, rate, the, the reviews on him were so exceptionally strong. And, look, we love the ability. I mean, make no, no mistake. I mean, we think he's really good. He pitched really well. Um, we think he's got a chance to be, you know, a mid-impact starter for us. And uh, then you factor in the person and the human. I was saying this at our fan fest. Look, of, of course, you'd say, hey, why don't we just go sign a player, keep the young talent, and, you know, do that way, keep all the players. And the problem is I can't take Chris Sale's brain and put it in some other guy. I need the person as well as the ability and the talent. And you know, that's why you ultimately elect, as tough as it is to trade Avon Grissom and so on, you know, a big part of the acquisition is who Chris Sale is, what he brings. I think it's a big part of our success. Of course, these guys are really talented, but I learned this as a young GM. I made a lot of mistakes. Um, all I used to do was just collect talent and never considered how the pieces fit, mm. how putting a team together. I got to tell you, even when I watch youth sports now, you know, I watch my, my kids play. I, I watch how the kids interact and what type of, and I think about like, if I ever coach youth sports, how much I would try to get kids that like can work together or friends, get along together, bond. Like I just, Again, I, I'm a huge believer in it. It took a lot of failing to get there. Um, but I think it's, it's really key that everybody you bring into your room is, is about the team and fit into a team. What if I told you a guy was in uh, Yokohama playing baseball and uh, ended up going 9-2 and two with a 197 ERA and hit 99.3 miles an hour um, at one point? But all those things you just talked about are very questionable, and his name's Trevor Bauer. How do you think this handles for him, and is he a guy that could even ever fit in an Atlanta Braves uniform? Yeah, look, I've, I've, saw, I've seen a lot of this stuff online. Um, you know, look, from our st- standpoint, I mean, we look at all the free agents, and, you know, um, right now, I mean, we have, you know, we believe that, you know, we've got four guys that are locked into the rotation. The fifth spot, we signed Ronaldo Lopez early, um, and we're going to give him every opportunity to be a starter for us. He's going to compete. And Bryce Elder, if we're getting the first half Bryce Elder, that guy was an all-star. And then we have guys like Ian Anderson coming back, Anoa coming back, some of our young prospects, A.J. Smith-Sharver, Hurston Waldrip. We have a lot of young arms. So we weren't going to go out and get three, four starters. Look, you'd always be open to it, but you know, we're basically set. Once we had gotten sale, we were – pretty much done adding starters um, at that point in time. So, but look, we look at all free agents. Obviously I never get into anybody specifically, um, but we'll do the work on all these guys. But um, once we made those moves, we were, we were basically full in the rotation. You talk about guys at the top of the rotation, Alex, Max Fried, uh, last year of his contract. I know you've dealt with that the last two years with Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson. Are you able to comment, is there a negotiation going on to keep him long-term, or is that something you have a drop-dead date and say you won't do any of this during the regular season? Yeah, so look, obviously I'm aware of everything that's going on. So look, there was a, you know, I think he deserves credit for it. Uh, there was an article in the AJC, I think, during the winter meetings or the GM meetings, Justin Toscano wrote about, you know, Max and his free agency and 
us and talking to him and all that. And I think he did a nice job there. Didn't get anything from me, but he did a nice job. So I think he deserves credit there um, without me getting any specific. And then, look, I got to tell you, like, obviously I saw this stuff on, on Braves Fest. I thought Max handled the stuff great. I mean, I loved it. I didn't, this wasn't like I sat him in a room and I'm like, hey, if you, you get asked this, can you say this for me? He just went out and said, look, I, I respect that the organization likes to keep this stuff private and so on. And um, he said all the right things. He, he said the truth. You know, he does love Atlanta. He does love, love being here. Um, I think like anything else, um, all these guys that are great players, you want to keep them. Some guys get their free agency. Some guys don't. Um, sometimes you sign them in free agency. Some, sometimes you don't. The number one thing for us is always going to be, um, you know, we want to keep these guys, but we also want to make sure they have a, a, we have a, a good team. And we don't want to be in a position, and this is not to be critical, but of the past, because obviously previous regimes here have done phenomenal work and stocked us with a ton of great talent, so I don't want to lose sight of that. But, you know, there was a time when Craig Kimball got traded, and obviously Anderson Simmons got traded, and Jason Hayward got traded, and my understanding was just from a payroll standpoint, they had made commitments and so on, and it wasn't going to work. And, you know, there's only so much pie to go around. So when we're trying to sign these guys, uh, you know, we're trying to make sure that we're signing them with the long term in mind that we can still continue to have a great team around them. So we're going to try on all these guys, Max included. I mean, that goes without saying he's great. He's awesome. Um, and, but it will always be with, with the intent of hopefully continuing to be competitive and look, it's, I know, you know, the front offices has changed. The regimes have changed. I, I can certainly talk, talk about it now, but um, I look at like Matt Ryan, who, you know, to this day, I view that guy. I don't know anything about being an NFL GM, but that guy's a GM's dream says the right things, does the right things. The durability with Matt Ryan was off the charts. The game's played. Um, and I still think he just, he doesn't get the love that he deserves. I mean, he's just phenomenal. The little, I got to you know watch him for a year or two when I got to Atlanta, but you know, they kept Julio Jones Hall of Famer, Matt Ryan Hall of Famer in my mind too. And they, they kept those guys, but they had a cap and ultimately they got squeezed, you know, and they couldn't put a team around them and it didn't diminish how good of players they were. And I think we don't have a cap, but obviously we're only going to spend X dollars on, on, on payroll and so on and, and, and stretch obviously, but we don't want to be in a position that we have a few great players and no one around them. So we're always trying to balance that. And I think that's something that just fans need to be aware of. So we're going to try, as we have with a lot of our players, and hopefully we can get it done. All right. Sounds like maybe at some point you and I need to sit down and have a beer and talk some football. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. And I would like to schedule a lunch with you and Terry Fontenot and Landry Fields. Uh, I'll pay for it (laughs) because the stuff you you have going on. I I would pay. I'd love to sit down with those, those guys too. You know what? He's put it out there. Yeah. It's not on you now, brother. Well, I think I'm just it's a sports fan, right? Like, yes. I talked to um, I talked to Terry Fontenot once when he first got the job, and he just called me. Just you know, there was a company we were using the Falcons, looking into it. So I, I appreciate the fact that he's just like, I just want to do my homework on this and all that. And I was just like, look, I never talked to the guy. I'm like, this is my one shot. I'm going to be a fanboy here. And I'm like, hey, while I have you, I have one question. You know, sports it. question, NFL question. So and he was great. He he answered it, but. I don't. If I ever got to sit down with those guys, I wouldn't be like no. Braves GM Alex. I'd be like Hawks fan, Falcons fan, and I would sit down and ask all the questions that you guys would probably ask, and any fan would. Well, I, I think the home team's point is maybe you could tease them something. <laughs> I think that's yeah, what we're looking for. Uh, yeah, I you don't, don't say know it. A thing about those yeah, you don't I say it. I'll say it. <laughs>
you're what you're doing. I think a lot of people could take a lot of notes from and benefit greatly. Well, we thank you for your time. Uh, certainly excited. Everybody's excited about this season offensively. Uh, what we saw last uh, year, last year was just something that was beyond amazing. And if it's just a smidgen of it, and if it is, even if it's not the same, we know it's there where it could show up in spots. But uh, we are all looking forward to the new guys coming in. Uh, great seasons from the guys that are already here, and then the guys that were injured having a chance to get back and show what they can do. So, Alex, we thank you for your time. We look forward to a great start for spring training, and we look certainly forward to catching up with you soon down the road. All right, guys. Always enjoy it. Appreciate it. President of Baseball Operations and General Manager of our Atlanta Braves, Alex Anthopoulos. Alex, so generous of his time. Big thanks to him for hopping on, and uh, always good to hear from him as far as his thoughts on uh, this team and this organization moving forward. Certainly in good hands with a guy like Alex uh, until the year 2031, hopefully even more than that. All right, before we say goodbye, let's pay homage to this date in baseball history. As always, brought to you by our friends at Homage Vintage Sports Apparel, online at homage.com, H-O-M-A-G-E.com. Taking you back to this date, February, rather it was over the weekend, February the 18th, it was yesterday, of 1960 when the great Walter O'Malley bought land just north of downtown Los Angeles and a new ballpark site for his transplanted ball club who was going to be leaving Brooklyn. Now the Dodgers owner paid and get this, paid a reported $494,000 for the property at Chavez Ravine. Uh, it was believed to be worth $92,000 at the time. That thing's probably worth about $92 billion at this time. We were joking about that a few years ago. We were out in L.A., and I said, can you imagine what this land is worth now? Oh, my goodness. But uh, Walter O'Malley bought the land for Chavez Ravine, now known as Dodger Stadium, on this date in 1960. Also on this date in 1935, Lou Gehrig would sign a one-year deal with the Yankees for the reported sum of, get this, $30,000. Now, that was a $7,000 raise from the year before, but it was less than the $35,000 that he had requested. Now, in 1934, the all-star first baseman, well, all he did was hit 363 with 49 homers, and he led the American League with 165 RBI. These days, he'd be getting thirty-five dollars per pitch, but on this date in 35, Lou Gehrig signs a deal with the Yankees. One year, $30,000. Yes, oh yes, folks, the times have changed. Also on this date in 1953, after he was hit by enemy fire in a combat mission, Ted Williams would safely crash land his Panther jet at the Suwon's K-13 airbase in Korea, skidding along the airstrip for near, uh, nearly a uh, airstrip, I should say, for nearly a mile before finally coming to arrest. Now the F-9F is a total wreck. But the Marine reservist who quickly evacuates the burning aircraft suffered only minor injuries on this date in 1953. And if you have not heard it, for as good as a hitter as Ted Williams was, he was a better fighter pilot. And uh, he survives a crash landing on this date way back in 1953. A couple of more for you here. It was on this date in 1983. Fernando Valenzuela becomes the first player awarded $1 million via arbitration. The 22-year-old Mexican lefty compiled a record of 34-20 and 20 in three years with the Dodgers. And on this date in 83, he is awarded $1 million in an arbitration hearing. All right, finally for you here, it was on this date in 2009. Despite his performance in 2008, the Braves would give Jeff Francoeur a significant raise over his previous salary of $460,000, agreeing to a one-year $3.375 million deal with Frenchie. Now, the deal was a compromise between their two offers, came just hours before Arizona's scheduled salary arbitration hearing. 
But on this date, Jeff Francoeur gets a $3.3 million deal from the Braves. He had hit 239 the year before, 11 homers, 71 RBI, but the Braves believed in him. And on this date, they gave him that deal in 2009. And uh, let's see what he did that year. You know, it's funny. I should have had it up. I, I was uh, scrolling through a few other things as I was telling you about that. But on 2009, uh, Frenchie was in 84, uh, rather 82 games for the Braves that year. Hit 250, had 12 doubles, couple triples, five homers, 35 ribs. Also appeared with the Mets that year as well. 75 games with the Mets as uh, he was traded uh, midway through the year. That was during 2009 for Ryan Church. Dealt uh, on July 10th, a couple of weeks before the trading deadline. All right, that's going to do it for our show here today. As always, big thanks to you, our great listeners. Thanks to our sponsors as well, DTFootwear.com and, of course, Homage.com as well. We'll do it again next weekend. I'm taking the rest of the week off. I'm going to see the mouse. I'll be at the happiest place on Earth. Good news, the weather looks good. It's a little bit warmer down there than it is here in the Atlanta area. We had to cancel Max's baseball practice yesterday because the wind chill was not cooperating. So uh, nicer weather there than we're dealing with here, and hopefully we'll bring some of that back north with us. And we'll talk all things spring training as we get closer to opening day next time we get together on the Frozen Rope Report right here on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 